Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, we're going to tell you all about WWE's big plans for the Usos following Jimmy's return. Velveteen Dream was backstage on last night's Monday Night Raw. I will tell you why WWE called an audible on one of Raw's finishes. And another match has been added to WrestleMania. Backlash, which takes place this Sunday after Raw this week. I'm Adam (laughs) Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. All right, let's talk about WWE and their plans for the Usos. So, of course, Jimmy returned to action. Well, action, he beat a couple of people up. Uh, He was on SmackDown this week. Big emotional reunion with Jay in the nice opening segment. He did a bunch of other stuff throughout the evening as well, which I won't run through. But it's safe to say there's a little bit of tension between him and Roman Reigns. He doesn't want to fall in line. At least not immediately. But this new report here from WrestlingNews.co's Paul Davis suggests that he will eventually fall in line. And gold is in his future. The crux of the report here is that the Usos, WWE has drawn up like a months long plan for them. And it involves winning the SmackDown tag team titles from a babyface team. Interesting part about that, of course, is that the belts are currently held by heels, the Dirty Dogs. But they put them on the line against Rey and Dominic Mysterio at WrestleMania Backlash this weekend. So one of the most uneventful tag team title reigns maybe ever uh, might be coming (laughs) to an end. And maybe we'll get the Mysterios passing it on to the Usos. That would make sense as a booking pattern. But uh, yeah, it was really cool to see Jimmy back. He'd pretty much been out since WrestleMania. I know we'd seen him a couple of times uh, on screen. But even out since WrestleMania 36, tore his knee up pretty badly there. Um, Usos are a personal favourite of mine. I've said this several times on video before. But I think they're one of the best WWE tag teams of all time. Um, And I I think it's kind of hard to argue against that. So I'm always in favour of them getting the belts. Because I think they're great uh it'll be interesting to see what comes of jimmy and jay and roman and all the complications that sit in that situation uh but there's lots of exciting possibilities and i'm looking forward to hopefully seeing this play out on our screens yeah i've got to say i absolutely loved the way they did it on smackdown last week with jimmy returning and being a little bit conflicted of wanting to be back with his family and his brother of course <laughs> but he didn't want to be anybody's bitch I liked all that, and I love the fact that they're hopefully going to get the the tag titles. I know it's very similar to what happened with the Hurt Business, holding all the gold, but the the dynamic is very different on SmackDown, and uh, 
yeah, that friction you always felt was going to happen when Jimmy returned. And, and like you say, great to see him back. Me and Hample have been teasing a Jimmy Uso return for months. And the one week he's not here to do the SmackDown preview podcast, guess who bloody shows up? <laughs> there right. he goes. Um, but yes, fantastic. Can't wait to see how this plays out. And uh, best of luck to the Mysterios, potentially becoming the first father-son tag team champions in WWE before inevitably Dominic Mysterio electric chairs his dad on the ramp. That's what we need to see. Hamlet has already <laughs> willed it into existence. Money in the bank, Andy Murray, is on Father's Day. Please that would be horrendous. Give me this. I've wanted to see Mysterio family violence since 35, since WrestleMania 35, when I went to Samoa Joe to choke Dominic Mysterio out. I didn't get that, but I could get... Dominic turning on his own dad and electric chairing him on the ramp. Please just give me this. Right, okay. Why do you want that? I'm a sadistic <laughs> bastard. What Why? can I say? Uh, let's move on and talk about Velveteen Dream, who was, uh, according to Dave Meltzer in the latest Figure 4 Online Wrestling Observer Daily Update, backstage at last night's Monday Night Raw, of course, didn't appear on the show. And there's no word as to why he was brought there or if he's going to be moving to Monday Night Raw. He's not been seen in WWE since, I believe, December of last year, uh, where he lost to Adam Cole on the sort of Christmas special episode of NXT. He's had a sporadic schedule throughout much of 2020, of course, was involved in the, the speaking out allegations, which for many people haven't truly been cleared up. And uh, yeah, just a weird story to wake up to this, Andy. Uh, I didn't sense, I didn't think we were going to hear or see anything of him on WWE for quite some time. Yeah, he hasn't wrestled since December, just kind of cut off television rather, you know, out of nowhere really, considering how quickly he was brought back in the wake of those allegations first emerging. Um, the issue that many people have, and myself included in all of this, is the complete lack of transparency with regards to the investigations yeah. that WWE supposedly carried out on these. Look, these are serious allegations. Uh, the guy's been accused of sending inappropriate and explicit content to minors and grooming and other kinds of horrendous allegations and accusations and yet this thing has been kind of brushed off whenever Triple H has had a media call he's going yeah we found nothing and it's it's like okay well what measures have you taken here what are the processes here how did you come to this conclusion there's evidence of this happening screenshots and actual images and stuff um so it's kind of inconceivable to me that he's coming back to television uh I'm sure that hey we don't care about stuff like this we just want to watch people wrestle people will be into it I guess but uh until then uh, these accusations, as far as I'm concerned, are still open. Uh, they've never been properly publicly addressed, and uh, that will be how we cover this going forward. Yeah, um, to something much lighter now, uh, Sheamus versus Humberto Carrillo. The match, the finish for that match, was called on the fly on Raw. They called an audible, uh, and it's an unfortunate situation here because there's a chance Humberto Carrillo might be injured. So Fightful Select came through with the report after the show stating that it had been called on the fly and they called an audible. Um, if you watch the match, you will have seen Humberto tried to execute a sunset flip powerbomb off the apron to Sheamus. It didn't go as planned. And Sheamus landed on his knee. It was quite a nasty bump. Sheamus is a big old unit. Yeah. So that guy landing on your knee on the outside is going to hurt. The referee started doing a 10 count, doing a double count out. Uh, but he stopped at like 7 or 8 because Humberto was signalling that he needed assistance. He needed looked at. The referee came out of the ring, checked on him, called for the bell. Uh, it was seemingly called as like a referee stoppage in Sheamus' mm -hmm. favour um, because we never got back to the count out. Yeah, this was done because of the situation with Humberto. He called for help, he signalled for it. Now, there's been no update on his 
on his condition, no word that he's actually injured, but it looks very much like he was maybe hurt and didn't want to finish the match, couldn't finish the match. I just hope that if, if he is hurt, that it isn't too bad because he's just returned to TV, really. Yeah. He's just returned to this program with Sheamus on Raw. This match was for the US title. Um, you may have pinpointed that. You may have looked at that and gone, well, maybe they could have a pay-per-view match in the future. So here's hoping the dude's okay. Uh, it sucks whenever something like this plays out on television, and it did come off very awkward on TV, but there's a good reason for it. It's never going to be perfect 100% of the time. Wrestling is dangerous. These things happen. Uh, get well soon, Umberto, if you are indeed hurt. Yeah, I'm not going to complain whatsoever about the way this this ending no. of this match was called. Like you say, safety first for the uh, for the performers. Such a shame, as you also said, regarding Alberto Carrillo. He's come back. He seems to I mean, we were speculating yesterday whether he's going to have the United States Championship match at the pay-per-view on Sunday. And then just, yeah, horrible. They, they showed a few replays and it was, it was rough. There was a lot of speculation I saw on Twitter this morning, like you say, with him landing on his knee. Some people saying that maybe uh, Alberto Carrillo landed on his tailbone and his legs went like, I don't know. I'm, I'm only parroting speculation here. But most importantly, like you say, uh, we hope that both guys, particularly Umberto Korea, who seems to come off a lot worse from that spot, get well soon. Because, uh, yeah, this is a nice little programme they had going and such yeah. a shame that it had to possibly conclude this way. But I mentioned WrestleMania Backlash and another match has been added to it. Now six matches on the card. We've already got... The WWE Championship triple threat match, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman versus Drew McIntyre. We've got the Universal Championship match, that's Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. We've got the SmackDown Women's title match, Bianca Belair defending against Bayley. We've got the Raw Women's triple threat championship match, that is Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte Flair and Asuka. We've got the tag team title match uh, from SmackDown that Andy alluded to, the Dirty Gogs versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. And now added The Miz versus Damian Priest in a lumberjack match. This came about, uh, well, you've seen The Miz and uh, Johnny Drip Drip and Damian Priest feuding over the last few weeks. On last night's show, Damian Priest defeated the most moist seaman in WWE. By the way, I'm really getting on board with this wet John Morrison character. <laughs> Either way, more miscommunication. Ms. Morrison split seems inevitable right now, but that gave Damien Priest a victory and meant he got to pick the stipulation. He picked a lumberjack, so Miz couldn't bail out of the ring every minute that Damien Priest got the upper hand in their match. I like this little stipulation match. I think uh, I'm looking forward to this on Sunday, Andy. Yeah, I, I think when you look at the card for this pay-per-view and you consider what's been going on on Raw and SmackDown since WrestleMania, there's a lot of rematch or rematch adjacent stuff going on there and a lot of people don't like that. Uh, it's not the most exciting booking practice. But the thing with these WWE B-level pay-per-views is that even when you look at the card and go, oh, that's a bit boring, they usually over-deliver. Yeah. They usually benefit from those tempered expectations. So I think WrestleMania Backlash is going to be a good show. I think Roman Reigns versus Cesaro in particular will be spectacular. Yes. Um, there's there's plenty to look forward to here. Even if your excitement is a little bit low, it'll probably deliver on the night. So, fingers crossed, uh, hoping for a good show. Andy Murray, are you saying... <clears throat> is this going to be the best WrestleMania backlash ever? <laughs> I, I would say... I, I would say the there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. it's up there with, uh, you know, the great best balls of fire ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to your Twitter questions Messed at WhatCultureWWE uh, if you want to get in touch with us. Eddie Zamhari starts us off, Eddie writes, uh, with the returning of Jinder Mahal, yeah, he returned and 
beat Jeff Hardy last night. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, do you think he will feud with Drew McIntyre after WrestleMania Backlash? And how would you book the feud moving forward? Yeah, I, I think this feud is inevitable. And I think it makes sense given their history and pre-MB and everything else. And Drew being, uh, you know, winning the world title uh, years after Jinder had done it. There's a lot to explore there. I think it works. And Drew has also spoken about this in interviews saying that he wants to do it. It's something he'd like to do. And when Drew says these things in interviews, they tend to happen. The Randy Orton feud is a good example of that from last year. So, yeah, I see it happening. I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley will win the title, uh, defend the title by pinning Braun at the pay-per-view this week. That'll really Drew up to go and mess around with Jinder. Uh, and I think it'll be a pretty typical WWE feud in terms of the structure. Shanky looked bloody massive on last He's night's show. He's a big old yeah. boy. Yeah. I, that's what I reckon we're going to see going forward. Uh, don't let Jinder Mahal win the feud. That's all I'd say. I get it. He's got two massive <laughs> blokes with him. But you can't beat Drew anymore. Otherwise, you're going to take that, which you're already trying to seemingly do that, take that shine off him, which he merited. He should still be world champion in my book, but still. Uh, second question today comes from Jonathan F, who says, Hello, friendos. Uh, do you think Jeff Hardy could or should be used better? I feel like he has more to offer. Maybe not as the wrestler he was, but a more grounded, maybe heel type of character or anti-hero good guy, something like Willow. Yeah, big backlash I saw on this on uh, this morning twi uh, on Twitter, Andy, with Jeff Hardy, people saying getting jobbed out to to Jinder Mahal, um, a rerun of main events, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I don't necessarily mind Jeff Hardy putting people over. I think no. that's a good role for him with the, the stock he has in the company at this point in his career. But yeah, they could definitely make more of the guy. He uh, He's still very, very popular. Mm. You know, Jeff Hardy has a lot of cachet in WWE and he's barely used. He's barely on television. I would keep him in his current babyface character. I think that's absolutely fine. But I would definitely have him on TV a little bit more. He could be a really good gatekeeper um, for the upper echelons on the card. If you're a young, upcoming yeah. girl, you got to get through Jeff Hardy if you want to move up the card. I think that'd be a good role for him and it's surprising to me that they don't do more with the guy. I think people do also need to measure their expectations. I don't see him winning the WWE Championship anytime soon, for example. No. The best he can aim for, if he's lucky, is the United States Championship. I think that's the right spot for him, Andy. But yeah, I get it. People will look at him and look at Jinder Mahal and go, come on, who should be getting the push out of this? But yeah. Jinder's just come back and it's a good little springboard of like, they'll probably face each other like four more times. So he'll yeah. get everyone eventually because <laughs> WWE has no idea how to book anyone. Uh, right, let's move on to your final question. It's from Jake, 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 Jake today. Uh, and I picked this one out, as you can probably tell, because it's one of Andy Murray's favourite subjects. Can you mm. see Eddie Kingston winning a singles title in AEW? I really want him to, says Jake. But he turns 40 years old at the end of this year. And even though I'm sure he will continue wrestling for a while, I feel AEW has so many other prospects. Yeah, so I think about this a lot because I love Eddie Kingston. I want all the best things in the world for him. Um, I was really rooting for him against probably my favourite wrestler in AEW, John Moxley, last year in that great, great, great feud. Um, but yes, I do think we could see him win a singles title. I think it could be either the, a the AEW world title or the TNT title. But the key for me with an Eddie Kingston singles title reign would be the cathartic, the victory would be the talking point. The moment he wins it, big cathartic emotional moment. 
and then he drops it two weeks later yeah. because some asshole heel screws him. MJF comes along and just completely pricks him out of the belt. Um, I think you could tell a really good story with that. Uh, Eddie's the perfect guy to do it with because he's so sympathetic. Uh, whether or not it'll happen, I'm I'm dubious. Um, but look, him and John Oxley are hopefully going to win the tag team titles at the pay-per-view coming up. So it's not all bad. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough one, this, because like you say, I completely agree with you. I'd love personally to see Eddie Kingston hold any title in AEW. But as Jake alluded to, being at such a new promotion, you're like, oh, I'd quite like Jungle Boy to hold a title. Definitely. I'd quite like, you know, you could the list could go on and on and on and on of all the people who you'd like to see hold titles. So it's difficult, but I think that's right, Andy. I think uh, a bit like Hangman Page, it's the winning of the title and then inevitably dropping it to a heel who can maybe hold it and defend it through shenanigans for months upon end. And you tell me you don't want to see Miro and Eddie Kingston kick the crap out of each other and I'll call you a liar straight to your face. Oh, my days. Uh, let's move on to today's and finally. And Dave Batista's recent interview with ComingSoon.net. They were asking him uh, if he was going to do a zombie heist, which wrestlers he'd bring with him. And Andy Murray, he picked five. Do you know who the first name he picked was? A Triple H? I don't know. No one needs him. Who you need is Titus Well, <laughs> First name, first ballot, baby. He picked Titus O'Neil. He said, uh, I'm bringing Titus. He's my number one guy. He also picked MVP, Rey Mysterio, The Undertaker, and his words, not mine, The Big Show, because he says, we know we've got days to move around without zombies chasing us because they're going to be busy eating Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dave Batista. The Undertaker's a great man. shout as well because The Undertaker's already a zombie. Yes. Uh, he's undead. He's the dead man. He can't get turned. So great shout there out of uh, Dave Batista. <laughs> I just love the fact he's picking Big Show as a sacrifice. Let us know, actually, in the comments. <laughs> we'll see if we can get some good fun ones. Let us know in the comments the five pro wrestlers you'd have taking, uh, taken on a zombie heist with you. Uh, and I'll pick out some of my favourite ones over the next few days. And me and Andy will think about them and maybe respond yeah. tomorrow. We need we need some thinking time for this one. Obviously, tyres I've picked. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts in the comment section down below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe or follow whatever it is that does on the new iTunes, which does an update and give you your podcast. Uh, it's great. <laughs> um, what Culture Wrestling? We've got the Raw review a little bit later on today. <laughs> Let's know your thoughts on Twitter questions on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Horatio. <laughs> nice. And the H also stands for, hey, if you like good Eddie Kingston promo, go and check out the one that Andy just put on his Twitter, at Andy H. Murray. Follow me at Adam Wilborn for just banter. Banter. Uh, follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, my thanks to Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.